0: basic bible podcast i'm your host kevin thompson and joining me today on my left not theologically or politically i hope uh is daniel leach daniel is one of my former students here at rock county christian school so daniel welcome to our podcast
1: thank you thank you very much it's good to be here
0: all right so daniel let's talk about you for a little bit And i've asked you to kind of give us a little message here at the end mm-hmm. before we get there um tell us a little bit about you Tell us, give us your testimony.
1: My testimony, okay. Well, obviously I went to a Christian school pretty much a good chunk of my life. Uh, I do have some background in the public school system, though, from 6th grade to 8th grade. That was always the interesting time. Uh, But I do look back on that experience because it really gave me an in-depth of what the world's really like. And as somebody who's studying to be a pastor now... You know, seeing all the crazy nonsense that's happening in our communities and whatnot. Um, I'm really thankful for that. Uh, but my parents were Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, like I said, I went to a Lutheran school from my elementary school years, public school, and then obviously I came to Rock County. Um, as of right now, uh, I'm studying to be a pastor. Um, However, before that, I was originally enlisted in the Marine Corps, uh, but God decided to close that door on me, yeah. and now I'm here, so that's kind of... And, and that
0: was a tough time for you, because that was something that you had planned on, that was something that you had hoped for?
1: Yeah, I remember my senior year, I talked about it a lot. I was I was really excited for this, and then the next thing you know, the day I'm supposed to ship out, God's just like, no, that's not where you're supposed to be. So God had other plans for you, oh,
0: yeah. and right now... Sophomore year. Yep. So, tell us what Bible College that is, and, and why you chose
1: that particular college. So, um, the college that I'm going to is Heartland Baptist Bible College. It's located in Oklahoma City, uh, and I chose it more because it was recommended to me several times. And of course, I threw out other, other applications to other schools, but they never got back to me as Heartland did. Yeah. You know, uh, they were really eager to talk to me, and just you know, it was a really friendly community and. Granted, you know a lot of the rules are really strict, but I absolutely love it there. Uh, it's definitely family-oriented college. It's just been an amazing time.
0: Okay, so let's get back to your testimony. How did you come to know the Lord?
1: How did I come to know the Lord? Um, well, I was saved when I was in third grade. Um, obviously, like I recognized that I needed God in my life, you know. Uh, but I don't necessarily say that I was. Well, I mean, obviously, I was saved then, but. I don't think I really came to know God and have a dedication like I did uh, when I was in high school. Um, you obviously know the whole background of my life. You know, you saw my struggles. You know, from lust to pornography to, you know, my anger and rage. And uh, going into a public school system, you know, I really began to fall into some of those addictions. Uh, you know, I cursed a lot going into middle school. I, you know, like I had lusts. Um, And then when I came back to a Christian school, private school, uh, my freshman year, obviously I recognized that I had a lot of problems, and uh, I needed to face them, and I thought I could do it on my own. Uh, Well, needless to say, that didn't work out much my freshman year, and, you know, I began to do some work my sophomore year, but I'll never forget when Michael Powers preached during our uh, Spiritual Emphasis Week, uh, he talked about how we can't do things alone, and you know lust will just consume us and things like that and i remember it just it hit me hard and i remember at that moment i just needed to get things right with god i remember i prayed to god about it and then i remember i went to you in your office uh, and then of course you know my junior year i began to clean up my act a little bit more you know we we met weekly uh and then of course my senior year uh i began to really just get in touch with who god was and I think that's really what talked me out of the Marine Corps was knowing the fact that I knew that is not where God wanted me. Yeah. So I just I really have seen God's experience from when I got saved uh, to now and just being able to build up that personal relationship. You know, so, I remember yeah.
0: that that moment you came into my classroom. You said at lunch. Yep. And I actually had some people in here. Yep. And you just came and said, Mr. Johnson, we gotta talk <laughs> and just blurted everything out. Um, I don't even know if you realized there were other people in the room. Um, but it didn't really matter because you, you, you're under conviction. You wanted to get that right. I don't think you, you really cared who knew at that point. No. And uh, so yeah, we began meeting weekly at that point. So. All right. So, guys, obviously, been directing your life in the ministry, and that's something I think other people have seen <laughs> in you. Uh, you didn't necessarily recognize it, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes how this how this all works is that um, you know. I've often said, you know, instead of taking all these spiritual gift tests, how do you know where God is gifted? You will ask the person next to you, because they often know. Because you're often, you're already doing some of these things, and so a lot of people could see this into you. And and you've also been very active in your your, your local church mm-hmm. um, here, right here in Beloit, at Victory Baptist. Oh yeah. And you've been preaching there for a number of number of years now. Yeah, i uh, whether Sunday so school or. uh, Wednesday night, and so God's been using you. So, all right, so you you were were planning on going into the military. God said, "Nope, you're not going there. And despite your best effort, he brought you to Bible college. And so now you're a freshman last year at Heartland. So what did God begin to do there? How how did God work through your your freshman?
1: You know, I, I don't think God's really stopped working through my time as a freshman. Um, you know, you asked me to like, you know, recommend a book and I one thing that he's definitely heavily worked on is my prayer life. You know, um I really look into the old testament and just of Daniel and how often he prayed. You know, I mean he did in front of an open window. I mean he prayed three to seven times a day. Uh and that's something I've actually begun to implement in my life is you know, praying at least three times a day. You know, I pray once in the morning, you know, once in the afternoon, and then once in the evening. Um and then, of course, the Bible says in the New Testament we are to pray without ceasing. Um, but I think, you know, just being able to take a time of dedication, just, you know, to get down on your knees and pray to God, you know, is definitely something that's worked monumentally. You know, I've seen uh, just issues in my life from when I was in high school, you know, just all of a sudden just work themselves out magically. And it's, I shouldn't say magically, yeah. but it was God ordained.
0: <laughs> so, so God's taught you about prayer. Yes. You yeah, know, I remember my, my freshman year. I had a tumultuous freshman year. And it's one of those things where you're away from home, you're in unfamiliar territory, and you're given all these syllabi and whatnot. It's becoming overwhelming. And it's one of those things where either you're going to get closer to God
1: or you're going to quit. Well, and you know, that's kind of funny because um, literally I was only at college my fall semester two weeks, and then I caught COVID. And just the circumstances that went around it, you know, it seemed like everybody else got sick. I was like the 11th person and like they could not store me anywhere. So I was literally put in a guest house for three days so my parents can come pick me up and drive me home. I was literally at home for a month by myself, locked in a room. And I really think that that was what God wanted because he really just needed to get to my heart. He's like, you are like. You cannot follow what you want anymore. You know, you're going into the ministry. Uh, because I think when I went to college, I had other plans. And even, even if I didn't even realize it, you know, and God's like, no, you cannot have this. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to change you for the better. And literally, you know, I was by myself in a room. I, it just seemed like God was so far away from me at that time. But I honestly think of what Billy Graham said during his Evangelical Crusades, Uh, he talked about a letter that his mom sent him, and uh, she said that when you're praying and it feels like God's so distant from you, that's actually when he's the closest, and you know, I look back at that moment, and it's like, you know, God was actually really close to me because things could have gotten a lot worse. I could have been in a hospital. I, you know, I could have died from COVID, you know, as so many other people have, but no, I only had major headaches, and yeah, I may have been frustrated at that point, and yeah, I did lose some friends during that time period because People were posting dumb things. and I now realize God was trying to work through me there. And whether or not, maybe for the better or worse, with some people, I know that God has made me realize that I need to stop following after what I want in my heart. And I just need to strive after His will.
0: So you're in a fundamentalist college. Are you going to get in trouble for quoting Billy Graham?
1: I hope not. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, if you're listening, um, Hartland Baptist Bible College Administration That's just just my evil influence on Daniel. Don't blame him. Um, All right, anyway. So uh, you're at at a Bible college. You're going into your sophomore year now. Uh, Let me ask you this. What advice do you have for young freshmen going into Bible college for the first time?
1: um, It's okay to be confused. I think too often times... uh, Freshmen tend to go into college having a definite plan of their own, and that's just not the case. You don't know how God's going to work through you. I mean, like you said, you know, taking those gift tests, it's okay to be confused. You know, don't, obviously don't let the confusion overwhelm you, but just understand that, you know, God does have a plan for you. You know, I uh, I think of Joe, you know, just everything that happened to him, he was confused as to what was going on, um, but God had a plan. And, you know, at the end, you know, he came out for the better for it. I mean, he was obviously, you know, his cattle was ten times more than what he had. Obviously, I'm exaggerating there a little bit. Um, But it's okay to be confused because just understand that, you know, God's with you and that he's going to work through you. The trials that come was obviously ordained, you know, by God. So just let it take its course, you know. Um, Another thing that I tend to quote is the boat when Jesus was in the boat sleeping. Uh, and the disciples were like, ah, we're going to perish. Uh, obviously, you didn't see Jesus come up and freak out about it. No, what did he do? He came up and said, peace be still. And, you know, the waters were calm, and the winds ceased, And, you know, he turns to the disciples and says, ye have little faith. And obviously, we see the disciples, you know, they're like sitting there thinking like, what manner of man is this, that everything controls him, that he controls everything around him, I should say. Everything that happens has a purpose. So obviously, you know, going into freshman year, you're going to have challenges because that's really like the foundation of it all. You know, uh, that's where you're going to see things break away. You're going to see friends probably become distance to you, but you're going to see your walk with God become close.
0: All right, so Daniel, the um, I'm hearing some background noise now, but <laughs> hopefully that won't last for too long. Um, I, I asked you to be prepared yep. to give us kind of a devotional. You, you you are studying to be a preacher and one of the ways that you do that is through preaching. Yep. Uh, and through preparing for that. So, um you're on. Oh, I'm on now. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to we're going to give the rest of the program to Daniel. He's got something prepared here. And so I'm going to hand it over to you. So here it is. Take it away.
1: Well, it's kind of Daniel B. Well, it's funny because actually my devotional comes from Job. It's from the first chapter. Uh, so one of the first things that I do want us to take note of is if you're, if you're uh, reading with me here, is in chapter one, uh, we see that uh, the verse one, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. One of the first things that I really take note of here is the word perfect that's mentioned for Job. Uh, obviously, we recognize that no man can be perfect, but I do think that when it uses the word perfect, it's emphasizing the fact that Job was following after God. I wouldn't necessarily say to a T, because you know we all fail, but you know he did it the best that he could. Um, going on from verse 2 and 4 here, uh, it talks about his family and his prosperity. Uh, there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 camels. 500 yoke of oxen and 500 sheazes and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Uh, You know, obviously this is talking about uh, Job's prosperity here. You know, he has a lot of animals. Uh, He has a great family. Uh, And then we go on to uh, verses five um, here and it says, And it was so when the days... Of their feasting were gone. About that, Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, "It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts." Thus Job did continually. So, what we see here is, you know, job's is obviously offering burnt offerings to um, God, you know, for the sins of his children, and of course, probably for the sins of himself. Uh, but then we move on to what really I want to get to here is, which is verses six through twelve here. Um, and it says this Now there was a day when the sons of God came to prote- present excuse me, themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? And there was none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fearedeth God and eschewed evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, "Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him, and uh, about his house, and about all that he hath, on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and the substance in his priest in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face." And the Lord said unto Satan, "Behold, all that he hath is in thy power." Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth in the presence of the Lord. So what I want to talk about here is obviously Satan. Uh, I talked about this last night as well. Um, Satan would love to trip you up. Um, obviously, in our society today, we just see that there's a lot going on. You know, we have you know the riots, and, you know COVID-19, and you know there's just so much going on. And that's not even to say with your personal lives and what's going on in them. Um, but Satan would love to trip you up and for love you just to curse God. I mean, that's what we see what's happening to Job here. We go on to the rest of the chapter and we watch that Job's prosperity just vanishes. Um, but what I take note at the end of the chapter is Job rents himself, he shaves his head and he just praises God. So no matter what the storm may be going through your life or whatever's going on, um, don't forget who's in control. Um, Like I said, you know, it's my advice to the uh, uh, freshmen that are going into college. My advice goes out to those that are of older age and, you know, there's trials that are going through your life is don't forget who's in charge. You know, uh, you can't let, you know, the confusion get to you. You can't let the anger get to you uh, because that's when the devil is really going to hit you. And and that's where you're going to make your mistakes. Uh, You know, I I think of myself personally, uh, just in my high school, uh, my senior year, I, I made mistakes. You know, I let my anger get to me of a certain somebody, and uh, it really affected my walk with God. Uh, I let my confusion from my Marine Corps time, uh, when I got out, I was angry. Uh, and I just made really dumb decisions. I ultimately ended up losing my license because I was driving way too fast because of my anger. Um, I made silly decisions when I was at work and got myself hurt, and I was out for work for a while. My point is, is that's when the devil is going to try and just use your circumstances to just pit against you. He's, he's going to whisper in your ear saying, yeah, uh, so much for being God's servant. No, don't let those, those thoughts get to you. You really just have to strive with God there. Uh, you know, if I would have just called it quits then, um, when I just, you know, started my job, like I'm done with life. I, d- I don't really care. I wouldn't be where I'm at now. You know, I, I wouldn't be a Heartland student. I, I wouldn't be saying that studying for the ministry and who's trying to encourage others in their walk. Uh, and you know, that's probably one of the biggest things that I am excited for going into my sophomore year is I get to encourage the freshmen the same way. And I just want to encourage with you with that this evening, or this morning even. I was preaching last night, so <laughs> that's kind of my mentality right now. <clears throat> but don't let your worship time, your prayer time get affected because you're confused. a matter of fact, I'd, I'd really uh, emphasize to you that when you are confused, pray to God. Uh, and, you know, read. Um, and we just, that's what we see with Job here. You know, he was confused as to why all this happened. And he just, he went down on his knees and he prayed to God for it. So that's pretty much really my devotional for you as this evening. I know it wasn't 10 minutes, but I think it's clear and to the point.
0: Yeah. Yes. Remember who's in charge. I like that idea. <laughs> all right. So, Daniel, um, we're going to be wrapping up
1: here. And thank you for your devotional. And then you're going to come back next semester yep. after this with another one. Oh yeah, definitely. So get
0: prepared. Um, and you know it is amazing that you didn't keep it under ten minutes. Um Baptist preachers don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, so I'm impressed with that.
1: Well, it's only my freshman year, so I got time. <laughs>
0: well, my first sermon I preached at Crown College, it went over, it went about an hour and a half. Um I was afraid I heard only Well, you know,
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's honestly really funny though, because I think about uh, our uh, practice preaching classes, which is our third year class. Um, sorry, my phone's going off, but they they challenge us to do it under ten minutes, and the problem is, is they can't do it, and I really think it's because they really prepare us our freshman and sophomore year, you know. Um, I'm really, that's really what I'm excited for. My sophomore year is I'm really going to be hit with them theology classes and just it's going to be an exciting time. So, all
0: right, thank you, Daniel. And so as we wrap up, we always end with some recommended resources. Daniel, I ask you to have a, a title or two, a book title or two that God has helped you with. So,
1: so I uh, I think of my theology proper class. Um, the book that was recommended by our teacher or our professor was um, Discipline of Prayer by Dennis Corley. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about, you know, prayer this evening. And uh, I really think that Dennis Corley really hits it on the head with prayer. You know, we can't, when we go to pray, we we really can't emphasize enough just who we're talking to. Uh, one of the first sermons that I preached when I got back was Jesus is King. You know, that's his name. Uh, we think, we look in Revelations, we know we see that his title is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And I think Dennis Crowley really hits it on the head is, who we're praying to. We're, we're not just praying to a friend of ours, we're praying to the king. Um, and I really think he makes an emphasis of that, but he also makes an emphasis of praying constantly, being in that without ceasing, and you know, taking the time to devote yourself. Um, and like I said, he quotes Daniel, uh, he quotes several other resources. And I really think that if you're really trying to focus on your prayer life, that is a great book to use. Um, because really, I honestly, one of the biggest things I think about Christians is, if your prayer life is really strong or it's really weak. Uh, I don't really see much of a gray area in there. And, you know, there really shouldn't be a gray area in there. You know, we really should be praying to the king as often as we can uh, and as best as we can. So that's probably one of my biggest recommendations out there. And, of course, I also recommend Knowing God uh, by J.I. Packard. Uh, For those Calvinists, you know, it's probably a great book. They probably recommend it all the time. (laughs) Um, Obviously, you know, I'm not a Calvinist. Um, so, obviously my bones are in there, but you know we all have our flaws. <laughs> and that
0: definitely is a flaw. But right. um, okay, so now you might get kicked out of college. Hang in there,
1: Well, thank you, Daniel.
0: Thank you for um, your diligence and your willingness to follow God's leading in your life. And again, you are welcome, even if you're not a Celt.
1: Well, you know, and I I really think that's where we get our strength of is talking to other people and getting the other perspectives because, you know, that's why we study the Bible. You know, we study it, you know, to get our own interpretations and, you know, this and that.
0: All right, well, so uh, we'll have links to those books in our show notes. And check out our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. We'll have all those links there. And uh, the blog that's never kept up is there. (laughs)